the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and all they that dwell therein. I know some of you went through some harrowing experiences yesterday. I read your texts and um, saw your email. But I didn't call you back because I knew and I understand that God is in control. And I knew and I understand that God is taking you through some things to make you strong in him. So that your dependence be upon him. So what you're going to have to do, you're going to have to press your way in him. But he gave me a scripture. Actually, I've been meditating on this scripture all week. And he said, look at the B part of the scripture. And I I did the scripture that the Lord gave me for me. Might not be for you, might not work for you. You might not have faith. You might not have enough faith in the word of God to receive it. I hope not, but everybody's different. The Lord gave me Isaiah forty six ten. And um I happen to have had the the New American Standard Bible in front of me when he gave it to me, so I just looked it up in there. So the B part of um, Isaiah 46.10 says, my purpose will be established and I will accomplish all my good pleasures. Did you hear me this morning? Isaiah 46. Ten. So maybe Isaiah 46.10 in the Amplified Bible says, declaring the end and the result from the beginning, and from ancient times, the things which have not yet been done, saying, my purpose will be established, and I will do all that pleases me and fulfills my purpose. I thought that was such a good word. My purpose will be established, and I will Accomplish all my good pleasure. Isaiah 46.10. Jose posted it from, I don't know which 
which uh, translation this is, but he said, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done, saying, my console shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Amen. You see, I think this is the reason, I mean, maybe, maybe this is the reason. God has given me an opportunity or, or, or there's an opportunity in front of me. And I have to say yes or I have to say no. But the opportunity in front of me is to minister to about, um, I know God will do it. I don't have any doubt. It's about twenty to 30,000 people. And it seems that I'm one of uh, two or three that's being considered for this job. The people praying about it because they automatically assumed I was going to say yes. They had the opportunity to minister to 25, 30,000 people. But this is what I told them. I said, I'm going to pray about it. I said, now I don't have to pray about whether or not God wants me to do deliverance to 20, 30,000 people. Because that's what I'm here for. I said, what I have to pray about, does God want me to come into agreement with you? Seeing as how this is your venue, and this is your event, so to speak, that you're doing. And I know it's going to cost you a lot of money to do this. But but this happens to be a, a, a big, big uh, evangelist just to deal in those kind of numbers with those kind of crowds. I said, give me about a week to pray about it and think about if I should come into agreement with you and if you should even come into agreement with me. And if this is a part of God's plan and purpose, I said, because you're interested in the crowd, the number. I'm interested in how many people will get their souls saved through deliverance. And I'm interested in what's going to happen to them after after the the event, I want to know what's going to happen with their soul after the event. Do you have somewhere for them to go to be built up? And so this man said to me, he said, well, why? Why are you talking like this? You know, I thought you would be so happy for this opportunity. I said, let me tell you something, brother. 
I said, I have turned down bigger opportunities than this. I said, the only person that I'm really concerned about is Jesus. He said, well, you know, I'm concerned about Jesus too, and I'm concerned about soul winning. He said, the whole thing is about winning for souls. I said, but but if you call me to, to join you, I said two things. Number one, you can't choose me. <clears throat> you can't choose me. I appreciate the call. I appreciate the interest. But you can't choose me. Either God has chosen me for this or he hasn't. Either God used you to come to talk to me and I can hear him coming through your voice coming through your soul to me, or I can't. He said, well, you know, um, and he called me Sister Erica. He said, Sister Erica, what do you hear? I said, you're an angry man. I said, the Bible says have no dealings with an angry man or an angry woman. He said, what? (laughs) He said, I'm having the time of my life. He said, everything is going my way. I said, you're still an angry man. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, how many wives do you have? He said, I don't have one now. I said, well, see. I said, how many children do you have? He said, I have two by my first wife. I said, so your children are without a father in the home. So he was getting ready to say it wasn't my fault. I said, well, look, you know, I don't, I don't want to get into your business. I said, but you are an angry man. And the Bible says, make no friendship with an angry man. And this man bust out crying. And he said to me, I didn't know what my problem was. But I just, he said, I, I said, yeah, you know what you're doing? I said, you, you've learned since this divorce how to put on your happy face, how to put on your mask. I said, but in your heart, man, you're an angry man. And that that bothers me. Because I don't know if you know, but I said, everybody's life that you touch receives a transfer from that anger that's in your heart. I said, you you got to be delivered before I can work with you. He said, well, will you deliver me? I said, nope. I said, because right now you're just trying to say you want to be delivered to a, to a, as, a as a appeasement. You don't have to appease me, brother. You got to appease God. I said, you need to go home. Repent. Make it right with your kids. How are you going to get up in front of 30,000 people, faking it, unloosing all this stuff, and you think, I'm going to come into agreement with you? I don't think so. 
I said, I, 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 said I, don't, I don't think so. I said, as a matter of fact, I'm not interested. Find you somebody that can. The Bible say, how can two walk together except they both be what? In agreement. You're an angry man. I told him again. Because you know what I was doing now? I'm, I'm, I'm messing with that demon. And he said, I said, you've been out here with the with the top of the top. I said, I bet some of your friends angry too. And y'all going to get out here and, and unloose that on 30,000 people. I said, I won't. I said, but I tell you what. I said, well, if you think I'm lying to you, why don't you ask God right now? Why don't you ask him right now? You see, brothers and sisters, angry people are dangerous people. Angry people, nine times out of ten, have a lot of authors, too. So he stopped. I said, I'm not going to cast it out, but I will ask Jesus to deliver you. I said, he said, why? I said, because you are skeptic and an unbeliever. He was really getting, he was starting to get really angry. But that's what I wanted. I wanted it to manifest so he could see it. Because except he sees it, except God reveals it, he wasn't going to believe it. Because in that area in his life, he's an unbeliever. He is, remember that term I use, an unbelieving believer. He's an unbelieving believer. So he said, what do you think I'm angry about? I said, I don't have to think. I don't have to guess. But you need to know. And, and, and you need to know from God for yourself. And then the Holy Spirit said, tell him. He then went to all 19 of those other preachers for prayer. I say, the Holy Ghost said, you went to 19 preachers. Got quiet. Nineteen other uh, men prayed for you. He got. He, you could hear eternity through the line. You could hear eternity. He said, "That's right, Erica. I went sister Erica no more." He said, "I went to a men's retreat." And 19 men prayed for me. And I left there even angrier, even more bound up than when I, I said, yeah, I said, they did that stupid fire tunnel, the Holy Ghost said. You went through the fire tunnel and got even more messed up. Brothers and sisters, this man was calling me. He thought he was blessing me. He thought he was giving me an opportunity. God had him call me because God wanted him to be free. So, I said, yeah, you know why? I said, because half the people that laid hands on you, they were angry too. I said, no one. 
He said, you know what? He said, I'm going to tell you something. I said, okay. He said, I believe I can trust you. I said, well, you know what? The Bible says, put not your trust in the arm of flesh. You cannot trust me. I'm flesh. I said, so don't try it out with Satan. He said, Satan? <laughs> it was really exciting. The conversation was exciting to me. He said, Satan? I said, yeah, that's who's talking to me right now. I said, right now you're trying to unloose the season spirits on me. I said, you angry. I said, they done hyped you up with all this uh, motivational garbage. And you out here uh, walking on a thin line. I said, because the devil set you up for suicide, brother. Boy, he really let out a howl then. It was like like a wolf howl. Then he broke down. That demon said, he's a failure. I said, what? He's a failure. I said, you are lying. No failure in Christ. You lying. And you done lied to this man. I said, what's your name anyway, devil? Say suicide. I said, brother, were you, have you ever come back where, you know, contemplated suicide? She said, yeah. I said, well, when was the last time this thought crossed your mind? He said, it crossed my mind to kill my wife and kill myself. I say, but you said she ain't your wife anymore because y'all divorced. He said, I don't have another wife. I said, okay. He said, I won't ever have another wife. I said, okay. He said, that is the wife that God gave me. I said, well, does she have another husband right now? He said, no. I said, well, what happened other than the fact that the devil got in your marriage and caused you to be divorced today and angry about it? He said, I committed adultery. And she said she couldn't forgive me. I said, well, is it any way possible that that I could talk to your wife? I said, did you all go to counseling? He said, no, I was too busy on the road. I said, on the road doing what? Preaching the gospel. He said, God told me my ministry come first. I said, what was God's name? What was God's name that told you that lie? Said, you know, Sister Erica, you say some crazy stuff. I said, but look here, it's getting you free. I said, it might be crazy, but it's getting you free from that devil that's trying to take your life. I said, what what did God call you and your wife to 
do together. He said, ministry. I said, you were asking me to come and minister to 30,000 people. Now, I said, you had to do something right to be able to amass 30,000 people. I said, who was with you when, when you when you were doing all this, when you were getting to this point? He said, my wife. He said, my wife was my intercessor. My wife prayed me too. I said, your wife prayed you too, but then you allowed Jezebel to come in and bust up your marriage. I said, you allowed the spirit of lust because you was on the road. You should have been home taking care of your family. I said, now your kids are bad witness to God. You are bad witness. Your wife is a bad witness. And you think I'm going to come into agreement with you and bring that in my ministry? No. No. No way. The Bible says whatsoever a, a, a man, what would you give for his soul? I said, you ain't got enough to offer me for my soul. I said, but you know what? It also said, be not mocked. He said, God is not mocked. Be not deceived, brother. I was getting that. I, I, was, I was trying to bust through. I was mixing up. The, I, I don't know where. Because <laughs> he caught me by surprise. I love it. I said, is there any way that you could call your wife up and I could talk to her? I said, you got to be still friends because you got lovely kids. I had asked him to send me a picture of his wife and his kids through through my smartphone. He said, let me call her and see. He called his wife. She said, Miss Erica, I have been on my knees all day because God said he was going to restore my marriage. She said, I never, even although he divorced me because of this woman, I never, ever divorced him. I never, ever want, he's my husband. I said, where are you right now? Right now, where are you? She said, we live our home, which I was awarded in the divorce. I said, what What does your divorce say? She said, it says irreconcilable differences. I said, well, what is the irreconcilable difference? What was it? She said, Miss Erica, it was Satan. I said, well, did you pray? And then she told me who she was praying with out there in Colorado. I said, you mean you all did not have enough power to bust this up? I said, you did, but you didn't believe it because you were so hurt. Now, he on the phone, he listening. I said, sir, are you ready? to repent and go back home. 
He said, well, he was boo-hoo crying. She was crying. He said, it's over. She doesn't want me. She said, it's not over. I had to wait on God to remake you into the man you were when we were in college. I said, wait, I'll go to college. Yeah. They went to the Assemblies of God College over there in Missouri. I said, you all went to uh, Assemblies of God College together? He said, yeah. I said, so God put y'all together? She said, yeah. I said, well, the Bible said what God put together, let no man put us under. I said, repent to your wife and you repent to your wife. And they repented. I said, now go, you, sir, go get you a plane ticket out of California right now home to your wife. I said, you prepare yourself for your husband. I said, as a matter of fact, call the preacher and tell them y'all want to be remarried. Now, I don't know these people from Adam. If they walked in here right now, I wouldn't know other than the picture I saw. And they both were crying. And I got a text a few minutes ago. He's in Colorado. And they're remarrying today at 3 o'clock, Colorado time. So she said something funny to me. She said, you know, Miss Erica, you talked yourself out of a job. <laughs> I said, no, sister. I talked myself into a promotion in Christ. She said, how you mean that? I said, the Lord say, how can two walk together except they both agree? I said, all I was doing was agreeing with the word of God and telling your husband he was angry and I could not, I could not be a part of what he was even offering me because it was coming from Satan and I didn't want it. I said, so I talked myself into a promotion. They said, we're going to get married on Saturday. And then I looked, I looked in my, uh, in my um, PayPal, and they had sent me $1,000. I sent it back to them. I said, I've already been paid. My pleasure. I'm a happy camper this morning. I'm a happy camper this morning. You see, brothers and sisters, it wasn't the 30,000 people. That didn't move me. I'm not going to sin just for opportunity. But no, I, 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 I ministered to that many over my uh, website. That didn't move me. And the $1,000 certainly didn't move because I don't want them to think God had already, God had already blessed me in another direction from another source that allowed me to tell them, you take this $1,000 back and you go on a honeymoon. Brothers and sisters, you got to be in a position for God to use you 24-7, 365 days a week, and you cannot have your brain clouded 
by nothing, but nothing. Jesus doesn't cloud the brain. He doesn't cloud the soul. He doesn't cloud the spirit. He brings light. He brings light. He brings illumination. Now, this woman, they both, I mean, I'm telling you the guy is big. One day when he came on here, comes on here, the two of them, and the kids call me. The kids have been praying. An eight-year-old had been fasting that her mama and daddy would be reconciled. You know God was going to answer the prayer of that kid if it were possible. Because God will not override the will of another person. But you see, God knew on 9-11, a day when the whole world is celebrating tragedy in the USA, anyway, and death. God knew he was going to unloose to one couple repentance and restoration and reconciliation. To one couple, God was going to unloose a spirit of marriage restoration. It ain't even about them. It's about God wanted to find one couple that he had already ordained because he knew what the scripture said, declaring the end from the beginning, my purpose will be established. And I will accomplish all my good pleasure. Am I going to do the No, his wife is going to stand beside him. That's who should be standing beside him. She has the anointing. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Brothers and sisters, the will of the Lord was accomplished yesterday. That's all that's important to me. And the will of the Lord is going to be accomplished in so many other people because God answered the prayers of a whole family. God restored that man just like he restored Peter. Just like he gave Peter that threefold restoration. As he was cooking on the fish dinner. <laughs> That's why I always love having the miracle fish fries. Jesus. Jesus. Remember yesterday, we declared, for God I live, for God I die. And the, self, and the devil, he's going to bring somebody the next day to try to make that witness be a lie. But it ain't. He can't do that. And he hasn't learned yet, and he never will because his mind is blinded to the truth. That the will of the Lord will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
I say the will of the Lord will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God says, my purpose will be established and I will accomplish all, all my good pleasure. The word of God is alive and living today, right now. And you see, God is moving so fast. I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine. I was talking to a friend of mine. Somebody just said, well, Erica, did you stop them from being blessed by sending them that offering back? Nope. Nope. Give me a day, I'll need them. I'll need that, and I'll call them up and ask them for it. But right now, I want them to live. I want them to live. I want them to take the whole family on the honeymoon. Because they all deserve it. I want them and their kids to go on a honeymoon together. You're right, Brother Robert. You're right. I didn't even think about it like that. Brother Robert wrote, because of that personal deliverance, you will indeed minister to those twenty to 30,000 souls through the restored hearts in them both. And Jesus got the opportunity to be there in power for all those souls. I had written this little prayer. So I want to pray it this morning. It goes like this. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you this morning that you are with us. You know that we are all different ages spiritually, different conditions spiritually, and you know that we all have spiritually different backgrounds. Lord God, in the name of Jesus this morning, I pray by your own Holy Spirit, bring this wisdom to life. Bring this wisdom to life in the spirit, soul, and body to each and every one of us and allow its importance to be revealed to us. And I thank you for it in the name of Jesus. But I got to I gotta dig this up here. It didn't end there because, you know, God said, I want to show you something. I said, okay. He said, I want you to pray that same prayer that Moses prayed to me. I said, you want me to pray? <laughs> A prayer Moses prayed to you? He said, yeah. I said, where is Moses' prayer at? I started covering everything with the blood of Jesus. He said, go to Psalm 90. He said, everybody look at Psalm 91. He said, but Psalm 91 is a continuation, Erica, of Psalm 90. I said, really? He said, yeah. So I'm going to pray it this morning. This is not my prayer. 
This was Moses' prayer. Hallelujah. Psalm 90 and 91. Moses prayed to God in Psalm 90. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Thou turnest man to destruction and sayest, Return, ye children of men. For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past. And as a watch in the night, thou carriest them away as with a flood. They are as asleep. In the morning, they are like grass, which groweth up. In the morning, it flourishes and groweth up. In the evening, it is cut down and withereth. For we are consumed by thine anger. And by thy wrath are we troubled. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spent our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore years and ten. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength, labor, and sorrow. For it is soon cut off, and we fly away. Who knoweth the power of thine anger? Even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? And let it repent thee concerning thy servants. O satisfy us early with thy mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad according to the days wherein thou hast afflicted us, and the years wherein we have seen evil. Let thy work appear unto thy servants, and thy glory unto their children. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish thou the work of our hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands establish thou it. Then God said that, Psalm 91 was a continuation of 90. He that dwelleth in the secret place, remember Psalm 90 and verse 1, where it said, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, 
My God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold, see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon, shalt thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he had known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. For those who abide in God, who dwelleth in the secret place, the covered place, The Almighty God is their protection. Almighty God is their security. Almighty God is their safety. And Almighty God will come between them and anything hostile against them. Brothers and sisters, it is vital that we come under and stay under the covering of our God, that we may boldly enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus. I think Ephesians chapter 6 says it best of all. Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 20, finally, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our wrestling is not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against the powers, against the world rulers of this darkness, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Wherefore, take up the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, 
having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, taking up the shield of faith, wherewith you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, with all prayer and supplication, praying at all times in the spirit and watching in all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, God says in his word, my purpose will be established and I will accomplish my good pleasure. My purpose will be established and I will accomplish all my good pleasure. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you this morning. Thank you. Just thank you. Thank you. Lord God, if you can use anyone, you can use us. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands, Lord, and my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, speak through me. You can use anything, Lord. You can use me.
and that mighty giant fell. He proved to his people that God was alive in Israel. Lord, I'm available to you. Yes, I am, Lord. You can use anything, Lord. Come on and use me. Jesus said He took two fish and five loaves and the multitude was fed Lord what I have may not be much but I know it can multiply by your touch so if you can use anything Lord come on and use me yes Lord
Catalina, I want to thank you this morning. I want to thank you for all of you that prayed for this ministry, all of you that prayed for me, all of you that support this ministry <clears throat> with your prayers, your offerings. I want to thank you because, because of you and in your rich giftings in one accord, God is able to use us to change this world. 